Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. So we continue our long rainy season retreat. I have found it necessary to be in at least semi-seclusion for a few days again because of needing to uh, be clear on how much to say especially because now we're speaking to a larger audience and uh, how to be of most help to those who are caught in the turmoil of the very rapidly accelerating situation of chaos in the world. And so tonight I would like to address those subjects because uh, they are of urgent relevance to everyone. As we have seen with the rain, it comes in wave upon wave and the waves of cataclysmic events are accelerating in their rhythm, their intensity, their global scope, and their violence. And we're still only at the beginning of this process. And because everything in the cosmos works on a fractal basis of self-similarity at all scales, we know that the same chaotic dynamics that are going on at the levels, let's say, of uh, the international uh, financial political system is, uh, finds its equivalences and correspondences at each national level, at each level of, of social organization corporate organization, family system organization, couples systems, and uh, the individual psychological system. And what we are experiencing now in the world is the destruction of all of those systems, the chaotic coming apart and the loss of viability of every system. It's probably easiest to see it in the most complex systems, like that of the U.S. Empire, which we can see has at the very top splits and factions among the ruling elite, and then within each faction, whether it's the Pentagon or the CIA or the State Department or wherever we look, 
we see the same kinds of uh, conflicting uh, attitudes and uh, a lack of a monolithic capacity even to carry out uh, the plans that are intended by the, uh, the exercise that is ongoing because of the various different interest groups who are not in alignment with uh, the consequences that are unfolding. And so we see it the same happening at every level, the same kind of an incoherence uh, with the different forces and powers that are operating in every level. And this, of course, includes the system of Gaia herself, the geophysical system of intelligence, which uh, is not, as the materialistic paradigm would say, made up of random events, but is very much correlated to and uh, in sync with the unfolding chaos of all the complex systems in the world. And this extends even to the magnetosphere and to the relationship to the solar flares and to the asteroids that seem to be hurling at the Earth from outer space as well. So at every level we see these kinds of incoming uh, forces of great magnitude and destructiveness that are threatening the coherence and the existence of uh, our life form. So once we understand that we are dealing with a huge cosmic complex system that has now entered chaos, uh, it is uh, unraveling and imploding and simultaneously exploding in an accelerating panorama of disturbances from which the system cannot recover, has no longer any resilience or any uh, reserve capacity to contain and to uh, redirect those forces into some kind of a unified field of action. But we do see that we are in a phase that can be described perhaps uh, best as the, the herding of the livestock uh, to the slaughter. And uh, it, in a way, it's a parallel to the famous ox herding pictures of the Zen tradition, you know, where the, uh, the, the Zen uh, initiate has to catch the ox of consciousness and dominate it and ride it and then bring it back tame and eventually it disappears and you have the circle and the empty space. But what happens to the ox? Uh, it's, uh, it's slaughtered and eaten. And uh, in the same way, uh, we, the, the human population is being led to a collective slaughtering, and it is happening slowly enough that most people can remain in denial of the trajectory of these events. 
And even though they cannot happen in the way that is ideally coordinated by those uh, powers that are uh, uh, seeking a new order and to control that order, because while the general can give the orders to the troops to shoot, uh, the troops may not follow those orders. So you have a chaotic indeterminacy that is also functioning at every level. And as we uh, approach the moment when, no doubt, through a tweet, people will receive the information, at least in the US, that um, the system is bankrupt, your dollars are worthless, sorry, and by the way, we're out of food, good luck. Uh, and uh, very few people will know how to handle that situation. And that's when the chaos at an individual level uh, and the anarchy that will ensue uh, will have no uh, force that can contain it. And so we see that we're heading into that moment that Yeats talked about in the second coming when the center cannot hold and mere anarchy is loosed upon the world, the blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and, and this is already uh, beginning, but only still at a relatively mild level of intensity that is being uh, accelerated and jacked up notch by notch, day by day. And so as we see that, we also observe that if we are still ourselves in ego consciousness, that our own individual system also tends to go haywire and fall into dysregulation and uh, be uh, motivated by incoherent forces and tendencies that can create emotional volatility, meltdowns and hysterical events and inability to carry on a conversation because the energy gets too strong and, uh, and people lose it very easily if they are still in ego consciousness, still in that network of interdependences that the ego is bound by and, uh, and frustrated by and uh, its uh, needs and uh, demands and desires are not being met. And it always falls into a bewilderment of not understanding what is happening or why it is happening because the ego cannot understand its own psyche. It has too much of its own forces that are subconscious, and it doesn't have access to the superconscious power of containment and understanding and uh, higher development. So as we see the fall now become a straight drop into the lowest devolutionary level of human consciousness through this internal fragmentation and the fragmentation of the external world and the systems that the egos depended upon and took for granted that they would be able to uh, spend their money, and they have a job, they'll get uh, their food at the grocery. All of these things that people took for granted uh, are now falling away and leaving people uh, in free fall and void 
and without an understanding of how to uh, find some kind of security in this very rapidly shifting, dancing landscape of uh, a, con uh, a, a complex uh, self-destruction of the systems of governance of our world and of our inner world. And thus, it is imperative at this time to reach a higher level of consciousness than the ego. The ego will drown along with the other systems. It will not be able to endure, to survive, to deal with the shocks and the losses of loved ones and of uh, substances and situations that were uh, became addictive and dependencies and all of these uh, these situations of a lost uh, security a lost base at chakra one unravels all the development of the ego at the higher levels and creates a regressive tendency to collapse back into dysfunctionality and if we're not careful, we can all be prey to that kind of a force since that is the vibrational frequency that is now hegemonically dispersing itself around the planet through the collective noosphere. And therefore, it is imperative to reach a level where we are immune from those forces and we are not producing those kinds of uh, incoherent and conflictive forces within our own consciousness. Therefore, the only state that is uh, adequate in order to be able to get through and navigate accurately this situation of continuing uh, tribulations and uh, destructive events is to be in that state that is referred to as the immovable, the changeless, the absolute consciousness that is who you are before you're ever born, after the body dies, beyond the world and forever while the body and the mind function in the world remains the ground of your being. It is that changeless presence that we must now not simply contact, but realize as the true nature of the self. Because if we are not in the changeless consciousness, then the changes that will happen to our consciousness will be those that lead to greater chaos. And therefore, in the changeless state, a higher order can be projected, can be created, can be connected with a node and a network of intelligences that can all depend upon beings who are in that immovable, changeless state to not have hysterical meltdowns or act erratically 
or, uh, or, or in a way that is uh, uh, foolhardy and based on sentimentality and on a false understanding of the nature of what events we are passing through, that kind of a network of stability of those beings who are resonating in that immovable and inconceivable intelligence can uh, disseminate that stabilizing vibrational frequency that others can attune to and then find some security and serenity and peace. So the ashram has to have and sustain such an environment of complete serenity and understanding and uh, dispassion about all of the events uh, that will seem like horrors to those who are sentimentally attached to the belief that the world is real. Only when we know that it's unreal, it's a dream, it's a passing phase of the end of a certain civilization that is exhausted and that needs to die and is dying quickly and mercifully, can we then be uh, at that fulcrum that is the basis for the birth of the new that will replace that which is now dying and be filled with the life energy and the power and the, uh, the forces of light that will support the growth of a higher consciousness to bring about a new age, a new world, without any of the oppression or complexity or chaos of the, the world that is based on ego consciousness. But if we are not in that state and in that interconnected interbeingness and, uh, and inner peace that can then be disseminated as a community that is in holy communion with that peace, can we uh, sustain and be of service uh, to beings wherever they are on the planet, who can receive the transmissions that will be emanated by our energy field collectively. And so therefore, meditation is essential in this period. Silence and stillness, internally and externally, not going out and protesting and fighting and becoming a target of violence and, uh, and acting in ways that will end up being futile and vain. And it is this question of vain and vanity that is the the virus that must be overcome. We must heal from the vanity of ego consciousness that is the root cause of why all of our actions are now in vain and why the world is in the chaos that it is in because egos do not have real relationships with one another. They have projections based on their own desire to dominate and control whatever territories of 
real estate or of mental states that they wish to uh, uh, colonize. And this is the reason why we must uh, emancipate ourselves from the colonial status that is the ego that has colonized and usurped our consciousness and caused us to lead petty and meaningless lives that consist only of vain efforts to prove that we are not as lacking as we feel we are because the ego lacks being and essence and truth and love and any capacity to sustain a coherent and beautiful world. So the ego consciousness and the vanity of the narcissistic complex that tends to take over our lives and reduce us to slave enslavement to the pleasure principle in which we live for temporary sensory pleasures for the body that will result in always in a backlash of suffering and frustration and regression and of uh, uh, the demise of our wholeness and of our sense of independence that has to be let go. We must declare our independence from the ego mind if we are going to become independent of the events of chaos that are happening in the external world and be able to dream a new world into manifestation. And thus, uh, we have uh, come forth with a declaration of independence from the ego that is an alternative approach for those who are stuck in situations of lockdown and, and of chaos and external violence to realize there is something you can do and it's very powerful even though to the ego it will seem passive but it is the raising of the vibrational frequency that can alone bring peace to the environment externally as well as internally. And when enough beings, a critical mass of beings, choose to raise their consciousness instead of raising hell, they will be able to bring about a new world. And we want to be leaders of that movement of creation from the source of love, from the source of intelligence, from the source of universal unity and it's that unity consciousness alone that can bring harmony back to a world that is now uh, raging in uh, uh, personal hell realms of, uh, of terror and of uh, megalomania. So this situation then can only be understood and can only be overcome by higher levels of consciousness and really, at this point, only the highest level. And therefore, it's important for each of us to determine for ourselves the highest priority that we can possibly give to the shift of our consciousness over anything that lower states of consciousness might impel us to do that would simply waste our energy, exhaust our resources, and create more karma, more backlash, more suffering, and uh, more darkness in the world. So it is a very clear choice between the light and the dark.
the transcendent or the the, the incoherent uh, uh, mass of uh, emotional outbursts that the ego is now prey to. And in the attainment of cohesive, silent presence in which we can see things as they really are, understand <coughs> what these events signify, and see the blessing hidden in the outer darkness, and be able to draw forth from these events what is the inherent uh, goodness and the uh, opportunity that the crisis offers us, we will be able to then uh, serve the will of that supreme benevolent intelligence to, uh, to bring about a better uh, world dream from the nightmare that it has become. However, if we don't deliver ourselves, our own consciousness, from the jaws of these internal forces of corruption and chaos and uh, self-defeat, we will not be able to help anyone else. Once you realize that the only force you can depend upon is that supreme consciousness, that nothing else is dependable because it, it is all fictional and losing its value rapidly, whether it's money or social organizations that one depended on or other external forces, uh, all of them are falling away. And the only power that we can depend on is the power of immovable presence that is divine and that is complete and whole and therefore has no need. And because that consciousness is beyond the illusion of life and death, it can cope with whatever is to happen to the physical organism without fear and without loss of continuity of consciousness when the organism dies. The consciousness does not die. But if one is identified with the body and the ego, then one will go through a terrible, destructive uh, process in the death throes of the organism and lose the coherence that one has worked so hard for if one is a yogi and uh, one will not be able to then maintain that um, union with the light that can deliver us from uh, the realm of chaos into the realm of celestial order and to be part of the angelic forces that will bring to birth the next world or the eternal light beyond all worlds, whatever is our destination. It is at this moment that it is necessary to practice continually being in that state. If you don't practice it, and if you put it off and think, well, let me just enjoy a few more lower chakra jouissances, 
or be more concerned with the health of the body or with the, uh, the concern with external situations or, or, or checking my bank account to see if I still have enough in there to feel secure, rather than depending on any of those things or taking them as priorities, it's important to practice the constant presence as the immovable awareness that transcends the ego persona. So we have said that the Supreme Being is the person, the Supreme Person, and there are persons and personal forces all the way down. But remember, there are two levels of the person. The persona is the mask, and the mask uh, is a false self. You don't want to be identified with the false self, with the mask that is the ego consciousness. And the, the mask, the word persona, means through sound, sona, like sonar, we now have that word, sound. The voice that sounds through the mask, through the ego mask, is generally the voice of the ego consciousness. You don't want to listen to that voice in your mind. You don't want to listen to the thoughts of your ego mind because they will deceive you. And likely they will attack you and they will cause you to feel anguish and anxiety and guilt and shame and all kinds of negative emotions that will create more uh, chaos and more uh, paralysis. You want to be at the higher level of person, which in Greek is the prosopon, and that's not the voice of the ego mind, but that is the soul that can be perceived through the eyes. The eyes always are called the window of the soul. And when the soul is itself clear and transparent to the Holy Spirit, then that spirit becomes the person who is able to operate the organism and speak the words that come from that highest intelligence. But you don't want uh, to find yourself speaking from lower states and creating more problems as a result of speech that's based on desire and fear rather than on truth and on love and on light. So this shift in the dynamics of our way of producing thoughts and of acting through the organism uh, has to be complete so that we don't oscillate between the higher consciousness and the lower. We don't want to create any more karma that will be the source of further suffering and the synchronistic appearance of events external to ourself that will produce suffering. But if you are internally in a state of chaos, you can bet that your world will also be filled with chaotic events and accidents and crashes and glitches and all of that because the world is a reflection of our internal state of being. So we have more control over the world than we think, but we can't actualize it because we think.
from the wrong level. And only when we silence the level of the false self so that the real can be heard and can speak and can organize and can manifest, then we will create the conditions for the birth of a new world and the restoration of peace and harmony and joy on this planet. But otherwise, uh, then the, the destiny will be much darker. This is the moment of truth. This is the moment when we have to prepare ourselves for what is coming. Because once it hits, if you have not prepared in advance, you won't suddenly be able to reach nirvikalpa samadhi and be unaffected by what's going on. You will be totally caught up in the chaos. And that preparedness requires tremendous self-discipline of the real self disciplining the lower self into silence and stillness and receptivity to the intelligence that can bring about goodness in the world. We have been studying, we have been practicing, we have been learning about all of this, and now the events that will prove uh, how much we have gained, how seriously we have taken our studies, how deeply we have gone into our own consciousness, is to be tested. This is the final exam and uh, the questions will get harder and harder that are posed to us by the, the events of the unfolding trajectory of our, uh, our planetary history. And as we reach the omega point, the resistances from the lower levels of, of chaos and the externalized varieties of symptoms of that chaos that will come to us and may emerge in our bodily organisms as well will have to be faced down with a tremendous power of peace an invincible victorious power of god consciousness that alone will be able to calm the tempest of emotions and of negative events that will seemingly appear and overtake our world. If we don't take this very seriously now and think we can depend on other people or other things to give us security and to get us through this, we're very much uh, misunderstanding the nature of the tests that we face. We are designed to pass these tests. We are made in the image of the Supreme Being. We have access to that intelligence, that power, that love. But in order to have the current of energy flowing without intermittent blackouts, we have to be completely surrendered and de dedicated and devoted and realized as to our true nature, or else uh, we will shake. <clears throat> and the current of Shakti will be cut off, 
and uh, fear will take its place and uh, all of the suppressed fantasies of the ego will fill the mind with paranoid uh, ideation. To avoid that, we must now have freed ourselves from any egoic intrusions and purified the mind to become a holy temple so that only God consciousness remains within the precincts of our being, not only individually, but universally. It is this that we are uh, intended by God to attain and to pass on to bring about a new world of peace. But to do it, we must be ready and we must have eliminated all the internal fears and resistances that we will otherwise have to face in the middle of the critical moment instead of having already prepared and attained mastery in advance. You don't want to be caught not having done your homework and not being ready for the examinations to come. You are all here because you were brought here in order to prepare. You're, we are all here by grace, but now it is up to us to use that grace to augment it through our practice and to share it and disseminate it to all souls who want to receive help from the only source of help that is any longer available to us. May we all choose to be instruments and slaves of God, but freed from the ego enslavement that enables these organisms to function as godly instruments that will be protected by their employer. But if we are rogue elements, wanting to act on our own as egos and think we can take care of ourselves. I don't need God's help, thank you very much. Well, you might find out that's a mistaken assumption. So it is now the time when the understanding of non-duality is to be taken out of the box of theoretical belief systems and realized as the truth of our situation and our nature because only that realization of the non-dual unified field of consciousness and the intelligence of the Supreme Being and the union with that will be a sufficient means of overcoming the, the forces of darkness that must be filled with the light of God's presence. through the instrumentation of beings of nobility and courage and who live in truth and in purity of being. May all of us choose to be such beacons of light in this time of darkness and not yield to any of the weaknesses that the ego, might, ego mind might try to convince you 
that you have because none of that is true. And we must realize that truth that is beyond words and beliefs and dogmas and theories and be the living proof of the highest truth. Namaste. So, floor is open. Keep loud. This teaching really speaks to me. Um, as you all know, I am new here. So a lot of these um, ideas and concepts are brand new to me. And while I feel them and know them on a, on a soul level, like I know it's the truth, it's still, Sometimes I can't fully grasp the, the, um, the wholeness of it. Um, but where I'm struggling is, and I'm struggling right now. You're not alone. Many are struggling. Where I'm struggling is, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it physically. I'm feeling it not just from myself. I'm feeling it from like the collective we. I'm feeling the feelings and the, the emotions and the thoughts of so many people right now. And, and I'm feeling this, the sorrow and this crying out this wailing and i i don't know how to contain that Well, maybe that's why you're here, to learn how to contain it in a larger level of consciousness than the one that you have recognized to be yourself. Because your real self is able to contain it, and not only contain it, but transform it. And that's what we are here to do. That's the work of those who serve God. To bring peace to those who are in agony and who are wailing but it cannot come from political acts or, or acts of violence. It can only come from the peace of God that passes the understanding of the ego, but that has the power to bring peace to all. And when that force becomes strong enough, when enough of us are 
vibrating with that love of God and sending that into the world, then the world will transform and it will become peaceful again. So how will I, truly know the, the right actions and the right, the right words, even though I feel on a soul level that it's, it's, it's not about the words. And when my friends or people or even like, when people are coming to me or talking to me or asking me these big questions that I feel overwhelmed by and, but I'm feeling it very deeply. How will I know what, how do I know what to when you have found God in your own heart and you have reached that point where you are in resonance with God consciousness your heart will be filled with peace with joy with coherence with clarity with confidence you will know how to speak it will be spontaneously done there won't even be any ego thinking what should I say what should I do no, everything will happen perfectly in accord with the will of God once you are aligned with that. So what you need to do now is not do anything but meditate and stay here long enough to get to that state and stabilize in it, and then you'll be able to help people wherever they might be who are connected with you and, and disseminate that energy to everyone. But if you're not in that state yet of stability, you, you will be contaminated by their anguish and you won't be able to help them. You'll collapse into the same kind of uh, incoherent terror and sadness. And that is not of any service to anyone. So you have to become safe first. Uh, you know, Like they say in the airplane, you put the mask on yourself and then you help the child next to you, right? So you've got to have the oxygen of God's love and power, and then you can help others who are, are strangling because they don't have access to it. But if you are not uh, safe and, and in God's arms, you're not going to help others to get there. Okay? Thank you for um, another wake-up call. Um, I was intrigued by your use of uh, being God's slave. You mentioned that, and I think it's a, a very interesting concept or um, understanding that I'd like to hear a little more about. Please. 
to be God's slave is the only real freedom. Because what that means is you are entirely uh, at the call of, at, in the attendance to, and, uh, and the service of God. You're no longer serving a separate ego. And the more that you do that, the more that you are in union with the one that you are serving. And the intelligence, the love, the power of that one then saturates your own consciousness. You become not different from that source of your being. And it then moves your body. It de determines what is spoken. It determines everything that occurs. And it also determines the nature of the dream world in which you find yourself, which will become more godly, more beautiful, more uh, coherent and empowered. So uh, you, you become an instrument of God's action in the world, and that action is that of transformation. Because the power of God is always to bring beauty and joy into the world. And so if you are entrained with that power and, uh, and, and completely at one with it, then that joy becomes your state of joy and it becomes contagious and everyone uh, around you is filled with that kind of joyousness and of creative imagination that enables us to solve problems that otherwise we wouldn't be able to solve. So uh, the ability to think outside the box, to see beyond the illusion of terror and death and horror, to see the beauty, to see the goodness, to understand the blessings and to be able to activate those latent potentialities of the situation requires you to be in that state in which you can perceive reality at the subtlest possible level that only God can perceive and activate and bring about those potentials to manifest. Okay, so the slave, that's, the, that's simply a metaphor for being totally and absolutely in every moment uh, with, in the receptivity of God's presence until the non-duality of who you might think you are and God become realized as a single whole. Okay, thank you. You're going. Um, I think well, following on from Rachel a little bit, or at least the how I'm perceiving it as well, is that there's a calling out for freedom. There's um, a wanting to erupt with um, with with bringing down the corruption and the a system that's so violent and so colonizing. And I'm very grateful to you for, for helping us to channel that into this new declaration, which, like you say in it, the, the, the Declaration of Independence has that archetypal striving for freedom, or I can't remember quite how you put it, but and to put this this energy into overcoming all the inner um, chaos and usurpation of, of my mind, of my capacities, of everything. I, I'm not really sure what my question is, 
but I, I, I think it's something about how to, if you could speak a little more about how to channel this rage into something as still as meditation, how to, something that seems so eruptive, so um, into something very still and silent. Well, first of all, let's be very clear that the oppressive system is collapsing of its own weight. There's, you, you don't need to do anything to destroy the system. It is already destroyed. It's bankrupt. It's, it's about to completely fail. And, and, and once that system fails, your, your problem is not going to be an oppressive uh, system of organized violence. It's going to be anarchy. It's going to be all the people in the, on the streets of your own community, of people with guns and people with uh, violent intentions because they're desperate, they're starving, there is no order any longer, and they have to create their own order, but they don't know how to do it because the very principles of order, uh, of, of harmony, of unity, have been destroyed by that corrupt system and have left people bereft of uh, resources of, of spirit, bereft of nobility, bereft of, uh, of intelligent capacity uh, to make wise decisions and to organize people constructively rather than destructively. We have lost that. We have, uh, the system has uh, dumbed us down and, uh, and broken the spirits of people. So we must reclaim our, uh, our essential nature again from uh, the, the false mask that uh, people were forced to wear through the indoctrination of the educational system and uh, the media and all the disinformation that people are getting that, that are creating, again, chaotic conspiracy theories and uh, false ideas about why this is all happening. And, and cannot see the true nature of the unfolding uh, apocalyptic uh, revelation, which is what the, that word means, of the presence of God returning to the world. Once we can see that, then we can know that the, the world of egos and the evil that is attendant upon ego consciousness is being removed from the world and very mercifully higher consciousness is coming to replace it and if we can connect with that rather than give way to rage but give way to being instruments of God's peace then we will bring that peace to the world but if we ourselves are in a state of violence then then the, the world will simply mirror that and we will have defeated ourselves you don't gain victory through violence. You only gain more hatred and more antagonism and, and, and more oppression. So it is only by being embodiments of wisdom, of peace, of love, uh, and of freedom from fear that you will have the ability to organize people around you, whether it's in your neighborhood or it's in uh, a possible community that can be created on the spot out of people who are, are not organized and who, who can bring a vision and a, a set of principles, a dharma, that can organize the values of the people who must 
uh, create the new world for themselves without a uh, parental government determining it for you. So it, 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 there's going to be a power vacuum. It, it's, it's not going to be that, that you'll be overpowered so much as that there will be a vacuum of power that will then have to be filled by a higher order of intelligence that can be disseminated and agreed upon by all of those who are suffering because of the disorder. When that becomes clear, then uh, that new order will, will replace the chaos and the anarchy with a unified field of harmonious consciousness that is all entrained by that supreme intelligence and then therefore can operate uh, in unity. So we have to let go of the rage and the sorrow and all of those emotional uh, obfuscations of the ego in order to have clarity and to, uh, to be able to repurpose our lives as servers of higher truth than we, than we have ever respected in our lives, in, in which we have lived, uh, most of us, atheistically and, uh, and, and, and criminally in terms of our own internal corruption and failure of ourselves and falling into states of depravity that we ourselves are not proud of but feel shame about. So it is that internal uh, failure to live up to our own understanding of who we should be and how we should be that we can now undo and repair. This is the tikkun olam of the Jewish tradition to repair the world that we have ruined by being in too low a state of consciousness. We can only do by repairing our consciousness and returning to God, that conversion, that return that will then bring uh, a new world, a messianic age, if you will, uh, a new world of uh, godly order. Uh, and, and it can only be done through love and peace, not through rage and not through uh, emotions. And it can only be done through the transcendence of the ego. That's what the commandment is, the mitzvah of loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. It is not, uh, uh, there's no room for anything but love and light in a being who is uh, a slave of God and therefore free of the ego evil. And it's this state of conversion to God consciousness that has to be deliberately determined decisively as the one action that we can take that will change everything. I hope that's of help to you. Josie. Thank you. Um, I think just tonight I realized that I've been, that I've thought that the term discipline is equal to suppression mm. and just keeping everything down and pretending like everything's great. Maybe that's what it means out there. That's what it me meant for me. And it was even praised. Um, and lately, I've been feeling like oscillation between suppression and hysterical events. Because obviously, when you suppress something, it's going to mm -hmm. come up. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing now that 
that's not what discipline is. Um, and then when you said, to, in response to Rachel's question, you're containing the sorrow and transforming it. And that seems like the middle ground between the two. Mm -hmm. um, and activating latent potentiality of the situation. So you're not suppressing what you're feeling mm -hmm. or indulging it, mm -hmm. um, but you're using it. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm wondering, you know, how could I transform my weighted sense of the word discipline mm -hmm. uh, into something that's useful that I can uh -huh. maintain, contain mm -hmm. and, um, and transform? Okay, that's a great question. Discipline comes from the word disciple. It means you become a disciple of God, of higher intelligence, higher consciousness. And that higher consciousness then, when you are totally devoted to it, which is what it means to be a disciple, it's an act of devotion, of opening your heart and mind to something greater than you are, so that you can become greater than you had been. That's the discipline, and that transforms all of the suppressed energies and makes sense out of them and, and allows them to be sublimated and used for higher purposes. So anger can become the force that can enable you to overcome the ego if you use it against the ego and not as serving the ego. And the same with all of the lower emotions and attitudes and impulses. They can all be sublimated and used in the service of God. But you first have to be a disciple of God so that you are devoted to that sublimation. And then nothing is suppressed. Everything is raised to its highest potentiality. And the resources that you have that actually are far greater than any that you have used because the ego uses only a sliver of its full consciousness. Uh, powers that have atrophied or have never been uh, available to you will be activated in your mind and enable you to, to act much more powerfully and creatively and uh, effectively than you ever could have from the ego. And once you realize that, and you realize there's no uh, end to the amount of creative development of your potential, then you're going to want as much of God consciousness to saturate your mind as possible. And that means letting the ego completely die so you are totally filled with God's presence. Okay. Those are great words. Okay, I'm going to hold you to those words. Thank you, Shunya. Thank you. Um, I don't have many words to say, but I, I just want to say I'm ready. Haji. Okay, no more questions. There's one, Tara. Thank you, Shania, for the class. Um, I think the, the main thing that stood out tonight was when you said the 
if we're not in the changeless, then the changes around us will, will create the chaos. And I feel like we're very blessed within mm -hmm. the ashram because the external world doesn't change so much. It's only when you start reading the news or go to town or that you really are affected by them. Um, but I don't want to rely on that because I feel like it can be like a bit of a buffer that I, I'm in this kind of protective little environment. But that's, I understand that's not enough. So it's kind of a, it's more of a confession than a... Um, than a question that I realize the, the, I want to make sure that I'm mm -hmm. really taking the blessing of being here because I, I recognize it's an absolute gift. Um, but do I really use it to, uh, do I use all my time to make sure I'm okay, reaching well the thank changes? Thank you, Tara. And I would say that your honesty and ability to realize what you just expressed is a, a huge step toward being able to activate your higher consciousness and attain that immovable point at the very center of your consciousness. When you want it, you will be given it. Okay, You just have to really want it. And that means you no longer want to be on the periphery and the surface of your life but you want to find your center, your power, your source of being, and live from that. And that is the greatness that wants to come out, that is yearning to be fully able to express itself through your mind and your body and your life. And, and that's who you really are. And so by giving yourself permission to live in that level of empowerment, it will happen very easily. You just have to want it and to know that that is the part you are called to play in this drama of the world that is now coming to its final climactic scene of the deus ex machina in which God must emerge from the machinery of the bodies and the matrix to uh, be revealed to everyone as the truth of our nature. And you can be a beautiful avatar of that divine grace and goodness and uh, lead the morphogenetic transformation of the field of human consciousness into the divine through your own giving yourself the, the, the right to play that exalted role on this stage. Thank you. Okay, ah, Durga. about and you have talked before about preparedness like spiritual preparedness or preparedness itself what is the equivalent because in the external it doesn't matter how prepared thank you, are, you, uh, talked you talked about and you have talked before about preparedness yeah. like spiritual preparedness or spiritual preparedness itself what is the equivalent? Because in the external, the, the, the it doesn't matter how prepared you are. That but is it's always uh, that about of eternal water life. As the first thing. Because when you so are assured of your own eternal life, you will not fear the death of water. the body. And it is becoming free of this bifurcation of the mind between desire and fear that frees you to live in truth and speak truth. And uh, until you've attained that fearlessness by knowing that the oasis and the source of that water of eternal life is yours and, and it cannot be lost, then uh, you, you have the, the, the freedom to act from the highest level 
without concern for how others will uh, react to you and, and it will have a transformative effect on the world because you'll be able to distribute that same water to those who are dying of thirst. Okay. Thank you. I think we're out of time. Well, okay, well, one more. Josh, go ahead. Thank you. Mine's um, it's not really a question, but rather just uh, would like to express that I would love to be of service in any way that I can um, to all the beings in the ashram to to help um, prepare physically cleansing the body. Um, uh, you know, with, with Jake trying to implement more raw foods and yeah and just encourage each other maybe even have more meetings you know where we're uh, reading you know from the masters and really encouraging each other because um, yeah I really resonate with your talk tonight and really feel like uh, last night in my meditation was getting Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, I think it's important for us not to focus so much on the food anymore because we'll be lucky perhaps to have any food. Uh, and, and it is uh, more about uh, not having need or hunger or appetite for anything but the water of life of God's presence. And then uh, what we need will be given to us uh, to support the, the strength of the body but the focus must be on God consciousness, not on any other levels of cleansing, the purification of the soul, the absolute uh, uh, generosity and goodness of the heart that has no uh, prejudice and no uh, identification with the body at all, and, and that won't miss the body, doesn't care about the longevity of the body, cares only about uh, bringing goodness and beauty and love uh, and God's presence back to this realm. That, that is the purification that we need. But uh, we don't even need to do any readings or uh, uh, use any techniques or uh, any change of diet to do that. It's merely about silencing the outer mind and uh, entering the heart and abiding there in absolute peace and silence and presence and we will feel our oneness with God. And, and that is something everyone can do now without any other uh, training or any other need for physical purification. We're all ready to uh, achieve liberation at any moment that we determine that that is our highest priority. And so I hope everyone chooses that now over any other desires or any other intentionality at a, a, a physical level. It's that transcendence of the physical identity that will bring the grace. Okay, thank you all. Namaste. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. 
Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.